0: Now,
1: the podcast starts.
0: Hello, dear listener. This is a special mini episode of the podcast where we talk about horror. Sometimes we talk about other things and sometimes we swear. I'm all on my lonesome for the moment. I'm T.D. Velasquez in Greater Manchester, but you can call me Dan. This episode is a little mini preview relating to the Grimfest Virtual Festival, which is coming up this coming weekend. It starts on Thursday the 14th of October and runs through to Sunday the 17th. Um, It was the live festival last week. Um, Obviously, we were talking about that in our previous uh, episodes of this show. Um, I wasn't able to go. Indeed, none of the... uh, the team on our podcast were able to go although Spider Dan our occasional guest and good friend uh, was able to go and in fact his podcast Spider Dan and the Secret Boars is now the official podcast of Grimfest and he was there um on the ground so to speak interviewing filmmakers and also audience members um at the event itself um so if you go to his Podcast and listen to those episodes. Um, it's just like being at Grimfest. I I, re- I do recommend it because, as I was unable to go, it was nice to soak up a bit of the atmosphere. But this weekend coming up, it's the virtual version of Grimfest for those of us who couldn't make the live version. And there are going to be two movies in that uh, in the virtual festival that weren't part of the live festival a movie called Father of Flies and a movie called For Roger. And this episode, I'm going to be interviewing Aaron Bartuska uh, over Zoom. Aaron was the director and co-writer of For Roger. I would have liked to be able to cover Father of Flies as well. Um, Sadly, due to my personal circumstances, we we weren't able to arrange um, an interview about that movie and haven't seen it. but it is there. Um, Aaron and I mention it in the interview. And I'll put links in the show notes. So that if you're interested in either film or both. You can book to see them online. With Father of Flies I haven't seen it. So I can't comment for definite on its quality. But it's it looks really interesting from the trailer. And for Roger will hopefully speak for itself. In the interview coming up. Aaron and I will avoid spoilers for the movie. Um... But we're going to talk about the inspiration behind it uh, and his kind of process and the production and all that. So, hopefully, that will pique your interest. Um, going into the interview, then, we're just going to hear a little of the audio from the trailer for For Roger. And then I'll be back at the end just to remind you of the details. So, here's For Roger. <coughs>
2: Clara, listen to me.
1: I can't be here anymore. I feel...
0: That I'm that doesn't, that doesn't
2: really hurt. And you stared. There's, yes, there there's no one outside. Yes, there was. I saw him. Clara, I just went out and checked. If there's anyone out there, now's the time to show yourself. We're the only ones who are going to see this. Okay.
0: Hello, everyone. This is Dan, and I am here with Aaron Bartuska, the uh, co-writer and director of For Roger. Hello, Aaron. It's, we've been trying to meet each other for a few weeks now. We finally <laughs> managed it. It's, a, it's yes. a great, great pleasure to see you. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing well. Great to meet you, too. Uh, it's early over here in the States, but but I'm excited to be talking to you. Uh, and I'm excited. Uh, we got Grimfest coming up this weekend. So virtually so. So yes. very lots to be excited about.
0: Well, indeed. So um, your movie for Roger at, had its world premiere a week or so ago. How do you feel at the moment? Is it
1: going well? Uh, I do think it's going well. I do. Uh, we got a couple other festivals that we're premiering at. And, um, yeah, it's, it's cool to be, you know, having a premiere that is, uh, out of the States again, getting it to the UK audience who I think has been honestly, uh, the most accepting of it and, and, uh, the, the weird things we were trying to do with it. Uh, so I'm very excited to hear more thoughts, uh, from, from people, uh, across the Atlantic and just what they think about it. Um, and yeah, and then we're also the same weekend we're premiering at Sleepy Hollow International Film Festival. So that's more of a local virtual thing. Um, mm-hmm. and so it's going to be, it's going to be a, a cool weekend. These past two weekends we've shown at one festival each, uh, in person. So those were cool. Cause like it was the world premiere family and friends came to that. And then we had Highlands Horror Film Festival, which was also local. And we took home, um, best debut feature film, which was oh. really cool um Wonderful. and so thank you thank you uh and so those are two very cool different experiences and now this weekend is going to be a completely new experience again so it's like each weekend is a new new thing that we're we're doing with the film and uh, i think that's very exciting
0: oh superb yes every every step is a step forward so that's yep. great um so i don't want to say too much about the movie that might spoil it because obviously it's not had its premiere at Grinfest yet um but I would describe it. I think it's it's an original film. But you know, in, in the horror genre, we like to put things into subgenre, subgeneric kind of mm-hmm. pigeonholes. So I would describe it as partly a slasher movie, partly found footage, um, quite a lot something else. Um, <laughs> uh, you, you know, and and it's 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 really interesting, and I'm keen to know from yourself. Uh, I know you're not the only writer involved in the movie, but where was the? Um, the original kind of inspiration to create this
1: film. Right. Well, uh, I think at the time when I, when I started writing this, I was thinking a lot about, you know, just um, toxic relationships and, and also uh, the grieving process and also watching a lot of horror movies. And I think all of those things sort of blended together uh, and, and turned into this. We also had access to that awesome location. So like, that's what I based the whole thing around was just like, okay, we're going to set it here I know I want to make this with my friends, um, and these are the things that are on my mind right now. I just, you know, uh, can can the lack of communication, you know, like how much can that drive people apart, and uh, how 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 isolating and and lonely can the grieving process be? What can you learn about yourself by reflecting on someone who isn't in your life anymore? And so, you know, all of those things I think are are can be scarier than you know just a guy in a mask and so i kind of wanted to use those as sort of a a way to get to those genre tropes that i like so much um sure. and yeah i have to say i am
0: really the, the the thing i really like about the movie is that i think the genre tropes do work you know that stuff is scary but in the movie whereas it's possible to see a film which picks up familiar uh, genre elements and you just go, Oh, I've seen that before and it doesn't (laughs) affect you. But, Mm -hmm. um, I, I do think that, that the way you use it in this movie is, is very effective and chilling. Um, it g- kind of ramps up towards the end I think I'm okay to say that because mm-hmm. that's that's kind of the aim of most movies of, of this type and uh, there's some really effective sequences but at the same time as that you've got the the kind of emotional storyline and um uh, I think I think it's okay to give away that the, um, the kind of found footage elements of it that I would describe is uh, the the video uh, kind of diaries we see of the relationship between the main characters roger and clara uh played by and you may want to correct my pronunciation here so i apologize in advance uh michael andrusovich Mm -hmm. and jenna gibalisco you see their relationship uh through the tapes he's making of their trips to this uh this cabin in the woods, which I was going to ask you about the location, because it is a fantastic location that the isolation of it, Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really great. Um, And it kind of makes sense that the location came first in a way you were writing to the location um, because it's well used, Um, but you do get that sense in the videos that you see of that kind of abusive relationship, you know, it's, I mean not abusive but uh, I think the word you use was toxic. Um mm-hmm. there's uh, something a little wrong. I think it, the videos are mainly from Michael's point of view looking at Clara uh, sorry Roger's point of view looking at Clara. Um mm-hmm. and you get the sense that he's kind of trying to manipulate her from behind the camera. So there's an interesting kind of meta commentary about filmmaking there as well. But also well, yeah I- yeah. <laughs> Because of the way the story is constructed and, and the um, the element you 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 get to see, not just hear Michael. Uh, sorry, keep calling Michael. You know, don't just oh, hear Roger's, Roger's voice from within the video, but you also see him watching the tapes and you see his mm. kind of reaction to that, and therefore you get a sense of the sincerity of his character. So even though he wasn't necessarily always doing a great job. Um, <laughs> Of, of being a boyfriend and whatever, you know, he, his affection was genuine. And so mm. there, there are levels to it. Um, and the performances feel very kind of naturalistic. You know, those videos, sequences, the, the scenes which are uh, ostensibly Roger shooting the, the video diary do feel like a real um, kind of mem- memory of this relationship. Um, and that's, that's very effective, especially because, um, uh, well, it it, I was going to say something which gives away something, but I'm not going to say it. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Michael and Jenna are really good in, in those video sequences. It's, it's a spiky, uncomfortable kind of, um, uh, you know, sometimes nice, but, but, but difficult relationship. And and that's the thing which kind of um, kept my interest until the scary stuff came in. You know, I, I think it's a, a nice study of relationship. Um, Thank and, you. Um, and I think that's the correct focus, you know, because um, that's what makes the audience care about the characters. And if you don't care about the characters, it doesn't matter when horror movie stuff starts happening. Um Right. So, uh, you know, I think that was a good, a good choice. Um, can I ask, um, please uh, pass on uh, my compliments to to Michael and Jenna next time you're in touch, because I thought they were great. Can I ask, Absolutely. Uh, how, how did you find those actors?
1: We went to high school together. <laughs> we, oh, right. we were very good friends in high school. I currently live with Mikey in Brooklyn okay. um, and Jenna and I keep in touch all the time. Uh, so just very close friends for probably like nine years now. Um, and we all knew we wanted to make something together. Uh, I I kind of wrote the film or lo- use the term wrote loosely. It was pretty much just a big outline and we would just like write down any ideas we had. And then the rest was pretty much improvised. But uh, I, I, I developed the characters with Gwyn and Derek uh, with them in mind. Um, and That's- so,
0: yeah. That's Gwyn Cutler, your co-writer and editor, and also Derek Pinchot, who's also had a hand in the script. Is that right?
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yep.
0: Oh, did you hear all that, Aaron? Because yeah, yeah, it. okay, great, yeah, I heard it. <laughs> okay. um, uh, yeah, and uh, Gwyn was also one of your production designers. So it, yes. You know, uh, which kind of pleasantly reminded me of Halloween, the original Halloween film, where where the editor and the production designer were both Tommy Wallace. Um, yeah, you know, and it, it's uh, uh, a kind of close knit crew of people cooperating and doubling over roles is is often key to the success of this kind of movie at this level, and and also just taking advantage of. The great talents and opportunities that you have so yeah so the fact that you use that location and use these actors who you've known for for so long um uh, it's you know it is a common thing in 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 a in this kind of level of movie making but it's also an appropriate choice i think and it strengthens mm-hmm. the movie
1: yeah definitely yeah G- gwen was definitely our, our tommy lee wallace i guess that makes Derek our deborah hill Right. I don't know. <laughs> right okay nice yeah
0: so um uh, well you know what uh, that is no small compliment to anyone so so um yeah please please make sure he knows that um too. and uh and the, yeah and the use of the very minimalist use of music also kind of reminded me of, of carpenter and um, mm. and uh, and not just halloween but his other movies too um but, uh, We're all we, big
1: Carpenter fans uh, on this set. We oh, love bless Carpenter. You. Oh, yeah. brilliant!
0: We've uh, we, on our podcast we've talked about every single Halloween film. Of course, there's a new one coming out in mm. uh, just a few days, and um, yeah. the thing I'm looking forward to most is that uh, you know John Carpenter is doing the music. Um, oh yeah, with his son, right? Doesn't he do them with his son now? It's it's his son and his. Uh, son-in-law i think there's, yeah. there's three of them. i've seen them live and uh, it's amazing you just awesome. see him enjoying himself so much yeah uh-huh. it's, it's wonderful i even though he is my favorite director and um but i get the impression that he's always loved making music more than making movies
1: yeah um, yeah especially in that 90s period you're just kind of like oh this guy wants to be doing something else
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> A yeah bit, yeah right?
1: Quite yeah. agreed. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's just great to
0: see him having fun and um, kind of mm. d- doing a, a bit of a dad dance when he's on stage with his synth and guys playing guitars all around him. No, it's, it's great. Um, so I'm looking forward to hearing that, definitely. Um yeah. Oh, fantastic. I I also noticed you you got a screen poster on your wall behind you. Yeah,
1: yeah, we got, that's actually a laser disc. Oh, wow. Okay. Remember those? (laughs) Yeah, this is my whole big movie section back here. We got like a bunch of stuff. Half of it's in Brooklyn right now, but yeah. (laughs) Oh man, that's fantastic. Big horror horror movie fan here, you know, I I had to make one. Oh, beautiful yeah no absolutely
0: and uh, i i relate to you entirely that's that's great and um we we love scream on uh on the show as well and we, we're hopefully gonna cover all of those movies of course there's another um trailer movie. drops today i think oh really for, okay for the
1: new scream i think so
0: all right well um let's uh, go looking for that one listeners <laughs> you've been tipped off um <laughs> uh yeah so that i mean that's the nature of franchises isn't it they, they, they kind of go on and on um i don't want to say uh, whether um th- there are plans for f- further for roger movies because that would give away what you do with the ending but um what i would like to ask you is what what do you want to do next
1: um well i really like the the little um I really love the the horror community. I, I love you know all the feedback I've been getting from from horror fans on this. I think out of any genre, horror fans are the most open to people experimenting and and sort of melding the genre into something new. Um, and so I really just want to stay in here for a little while. And and uh, the next thing I want to make is actually uh, a, a short this time. That's kind of like full on. Horror. I think I want it to be set during Christmas because I love Christmas oh. horror. Oh, um, wonderful music to yeah. my ears! Sir. Yeah, it's my favorite subgenre. It's so good. Yeah. um Black Christmas is like the, it rivals Halloween for me in terms of the best slashers ever. And Texas Chainsaw—they're all like right up there.
0: I, I love um, them all. I haven't seen Black Christmas for a long time, but you're you're not the first person to say that to me on this podcast. I really must watch it again because it's been a long time. I, I thought it was very good, but it's not like Halloween. I've seen about 20 times, but um, right. Cause you can but, pop it on every October, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. I do think that Christmas horror is a wonderful thing. I think it's the reason because if, if Christmas is going well, then it's, it's all sugary and uh, and nice and, and warm and affectionate, which is good, but mm-hmm. also that stuff can get a bit too much. You've got to be able to cut through it. Um, yeah christmas horror films have that kind of perfect mix and and that's why ghost stories are great fun at christmas and uh exactly uh, yeah oh that's a good instinct so can you tell us anything about that movie uh, any of the details or are you keeping it um close to the chest at the moment
1: i i would tell you if i had a lot of them right now i'm actually <laughs> planning on doing uh the deep dive into the script this week i finally just like came up with what i think i want to do with it so uh and if you ask me in a week i might have an answer but right now it's i i'm not sure right okay <laughs> i know that it's gonna it's gonna be a short and i'm gonna submit it around um probably want to make it this november and and people probably wouldn't see it till probably next christmas just hopefully holding it with the the festival circuit and stuff but we'll see how it turns out you know oh, and you then might. yeah and will you be using the crew
0: members from for Roger? Will you be reuniting any of the team? Definitely. Definitely. Oh. Yeah. Okay. So some, oh. some
1: of these people I'm going to keep working with for the rest of my life.
0: Oh, super. That's, that's yeah. lovely to hear. Yeah. As, as another thing, which makes the genre is that kind of loyalty and great teams staying together. Mm-hmm. Um, so going back to for Roger, then I'm just interested in how long it took to shoot. Cause it's kind of, it's a feature length film, but, mm-hmm. um, yeah and um well well yeah so how long did you spend shooting it
1: well so um this was this was my senior project for college so we had to do all weekends okay. um so we did a weekend in I, I believe June or July of 2019 and then three weekends in October and then one reshoot day in February 2020 right before uh the world shut down sure. um and so i think That was probably a total of like 11 or 12 days. Um, And it was very important to me to shoot those tapes like in the summer and then have like a couple of months to just like forget about them kind of and then move on to the main stuff. Uh, I think that helped a lot with just uh, those feelings sort of distant and sort of like a memory. Um, Yeah, and so, yeah, but I think like 11, 12 days total. And then, and then just a bunch of post, like like a, spent a long time on post-production.
0: Is that one of the advantages, if there have been any, to the pandemic? Is a lot of things that were shot beforehand suddenly have an extended post-production period? Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, it was, it was a bit of a bummer. We wanted to get it out by October 2020, and then we obviously had to push back a year. Uh, I think it was an advantage finishing the edit while in isolation because the film is very much so about isolation. I think it probably, uh, helped us at least be in that mindset of like, Oh, now we all kind of feel like this guy, <laughs> you know, right. so we, can, yeah, we yeah. can edit it better. Um, and as then, long as yeah, it didn't it, drive you crazy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, like, no, I, hey, we made it out. We're on the yeah. other side, hopefully. So, <laughs> um, Yeah. But, board, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, and, and I will say in terms of like festivals and stuff, I found out that a lot of people held off to, for submitting till this year. So it's made competition a lot more fierce. So that's right. something that played into it that I didn't even think about. Like, I think the, the films that were ready to go March, April 2020 had a nice window where they were the only films being submitted to festivals towards the end of 2020. And now it's like a big, like ever a race to like I, all the festivals that I got rejected from have been like, yeah, we had like the most submissions we've ever had, like almost double like our most. So it's wow. not that your thing wasn't good, it's just that we have no room. Um, right. So. Well, yeah, yeah. GrimFest was awesome for taking a chance on us and and giving us this virtual premiere in the UK.
0: No, no, uh, GrimFest are good guys. So, Hmm. um, yeah, it's been a terrific um, just general lineup this year as well. I didn't actually go myself. I have to say um, I'm still I'm not in isolation, but um, because I'm the carer of an elderly person, I'm very careful about uh, where I go. And I don't really want to sit in a room with hundreds of other people yet. Um, right. <laughs> um, so, yes, yeah, so I've missed it this year. But um, mm-hmm. uh, but obviously I, I, I've seen some of the films and... Uh, and I'll, I'll hopefully get to see some more before the virtual festival. And um, that's why the virtual festival is there, though, isn't it? It's for people like me who can't go to the actual event. So
1: exactly. That, yeah, I, li- a- I like how inclusive they're being for the people who, you know, not everyone feels comfortable going out to a theater yet. Um, yeah. So so I think it's great. And I think it's great that they're, you know, throwing my film and, and Father of Flies in there as a little treat for for the people who you know can't and then the people who went to the live festival there's no reason they can't buy it's a double bill it's like yeah 10 bucks i think so so well yeah. i i think you've um
0: you've made a great plug there so everybody you know get along buy a double bill and and see father of flies and for roger and uh um, yeah. I, I haven't been out see father of flies um i haven't uh, either i i really it looks awesome though I, I was in yeah it does actually i was in touch with um uh michelle uh one of the um the team who, who who asked me to to watch it and talk to me but unfortunately i had some family stuff going on at the time and i mm. was well, as you know uh, and some i have been able to get around to seeing some films and talking to some people um but but not as many as i would have liked so i've mm. but i still maybe will get the chance to see father of flies um anyway oh, glad you got to fit me in thank you well um I, I i am really glad as well and you know i uh, it took basically i spent a couple of weeks watching films in short bits mm-hmm. because i I didn't really have the time to sit down and watch a whole movie and, and as i completed movies i i thought right i can contact that filmmaker now <laughs> so, and I, I i completed for roger i thought excellent so i can talk to aaron um so that that was great but uh yeah so we'll consider this a little plug for father of flies as well because um uh michelle sent me some nice emails so so that was cool Ooh. um but well uh uh aaron i think thank you very much um is there anything else before we wrap up the interview that you'd like to say about the movie just to kind of uh, maybe give people an extra incentive to, to book that ticket and catch the movie
1: uh, yeah, definitely. Well, I think if if your interests align with mine at all, um, I'm a big fan of uh, DIY filmmaking. I love just uh, you know getting a group of friends together and making a movie. We made this thing for four thousand bucks, and uh, wow, now it's it's finally getting some recognition after we've been working on it for three years. Uh, it's been a big big chunk of chunk of my life. I uh, I just turned twenty four, so been working on this since I was twenty one. Um, oh. and, and I'm glad to, and I don't do that. I usually like film something and put it out the next day if I can. Right. So, uh, this has been, uh, this has been a, a long process. Uh, a lot of people have put a lot of hard work into it and, um, it, it pretty much, uh, it's, it's, it's a good, like example of just like independent filmmaking. And I think mm-hmm. if you like your horror with a little bit of relationship drama, if you like, uh, found footage. Um, I think I think we pay nice homage to both the found footage and the slasher genres. Um, and yeah, it's really just a, a horror film uh, made by horror fans uh, who wanted to tackle something uh, that 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 was a little bit uh, deeper than than I don't know. Maybe maybe I could handle tackling, but I, I gave it I gave it a shot, you know. So. <laughs> ambition
0: is always to be applauded sir. yeah
1: thank you if, if thank you don't you.
0: if you don't have high
1: ambition then what's the point um, exactly you got to go for it you know this could have been the last this this could be the last film i ever make so i got to just keep got to make every film like it's the last one you know
0: <laughs> yeah that, that's absolutely true i wish more franchises of films would would know that now i'm kind of getting Gosh. a bit tired of watching movies where you think oh this is setting up the next one now mm-hmm. just do, just do this one put everything you've got into this one and um that's what's great um i'll just add to that that um again i don't want to spoil anything about the movie but i will just say that i found the ending surprising as well as other things you know um it Mm -hmm. was uh, it wasn't what i was expecting and i found that very effective so um and i and i'd like to say that because i think uh, you know, endings are important, not not just in this genre, but you can you can have the best time watching a mo- most of a movie, but then if it goes wrong in the last ten minutes, that kind of colours the whole experience. Um, mm-hmm. And I think that's not the case in in this film. So, um, yeah, thank it you. Took me places I wasn't expecting. So, well, well done, man. A couple of years ago, actually, it was the same night I saw John Carpenter um, playing live. The one thing I I will uh, criticise that gig for was that it was shorter than I expected. So we we all left, you know, quite early. Um, But on the other hand, there was an anniversary screening of Phantasm at a cinema quite close. So I was suddenly able to catch that, and I'd never seen it before. And I think Don Coscarelli was around your age when that movie was made. Um, and I was just so impressed by it. And um, uh, to the extent that when the credits came up at the end, I burst into applause. <laughs> and, um, uh, you, you know, uh, uh, as someone who loves films and who loves the, the people who have the passion to make these kind of movies, and knowing that he did it at, at that age, um and then carried on and remained mm-hmm. kind of loyal to to that franchise as well as doing other films um ever since that that um, I, f- I found that so moving and impressive and you know um, and you're at that point you're you're at the point of being the young don Goscarelli when he made phantasm so oh my gosh that's that's such a big <laughs> Thing to say thank you well so i wish you all success because in in 20 years i want to see your bubba hotep <laughs> Um <laughs> that's one of my favorite movies
1: if i can make a film with bruce campbell then i'll be set that that's that's a dream come true right there so <laughs> oh man it's it would be a lot of people's dreams so again i think you're gonna be you're gonna be facing
0: stiff competition for that one but you know yeah. i for <laughs> one, hope, hope that you get there that'll be that'll be wonderful Thank all you. right all right aaron it's been such a pleasure thank you Likewise. very much uh we shall pull- you. and i wish you all the success with uh the the virtual festivals that you're at and and just going forward with the film and i hope you get all the feedback you want and need and uh cool listeners check out for roger And I'm on my own again. This is Dan. All on my lonesome. Um, I hope you enjoyed that interview, listener. Um, and I'd like to thank Aaron Bartoska for his time and for his pleasant company for that interview. And I'd also like to thank him for allowing me to use that music um, that you've just heard. It's part of the score for For Roger. The original score, especially composed by Will DiNola. Um Now in a few days the new Halloween film comes out so uh, we thought it, well actually nobody thought it would be appropriate, Uh, it's more that we thought it would be the last chance for us to release our long overdue review of Halloween 2018 recorded three years ago so that's going to come out on Friday and you'll hear me, Howard, Ian, Spider-Dan and Stella as well, just chip in opinions about the movie. Uh, but for now, that's the end of this little mini-episode And Now The Podcast Starts. Hope you've enjoyed it, and hope you're considering partaking of some of the movies on offer in the virtual Grimfest, as well as for Roger and Her Father of Flies. There's a whole load of stuff. So get yourself over to the Grimfest website, links in the show notes, and see if there's anything there that piques your interest. But from me, that's all for now. So take care of yourselves, and you'll be hearing from us again very soon. Bye-bye.
2: You have been listening to And Now the Podcast Starts, produced and released by Ambidextrous Solutions Limited, presented by T.D. Velazquez, with special guest Aaron Bartuska. Special thanks to Greg Hume for our original theme music and to Brian Gorman for our original artwork. All dialogue and music clips from films, TV shows, and trailers are used for the purposes of criticism in the spirit of fair dealing as defined in UK law and fair use as defined in US law. No copyright infringement is intended. Please visit our home on the web, www.andnowpodcast.com. For more content and contact details, or visit our Facebook pages at And Now Pod or at Lee Cushing Pod. Follow us on Twitter at And Now Podcast or at Lee Cushing Podcast. If you'd like to donate to us, please visit patron.com forward slash And Now Podcast. And now. The podcast stops.